sugar sugarcoat this one for you, Brad. That sucked ass. That was terrible. No, okay, let's try it again. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Golden Gods and Goddesses. I may or may not have a gun being held in my head right now. Speak by Ad himself. Adam oh. is here hosting this podcast with me. This is Jabroni Talk number 10. What's up, bitches? Uh, Donnie is also being held hostage with me. What's up, y'all? And there is no dish of the day. There is no dish of the day. He's still frozen. He's <laughs> we still. Ate him. He's. <laughs> he defrosted and we ate him. Yeah. He was delicious. <laughs> oh, now that we started on that dark note, like I said, welcome to the podcast. This is Rome Ham and Wild Cards. We're talking It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia all day, every day. This is Jabroni Talk number 10, and we are talking fan theories again today on this Jabroni Talk. But first, you know we got to plug the social media at Always Sunny Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You got your phone in your hand right now. You're on your computer right now. Just go ahead. Head on over to the socials at Always Sunny Pod and uh, hit follow there. And if you're driving, pull over and do that. Yeah, it's this pull is more over important. And do that. Definitely don't text and use your phone. That's that's reckless. I got into an accident a few days ago. Uh, not on my phone. No oh, one was on their phone. I was about phone. to say that was a bad intro to that. Just but. crappy <laughs> Vegas drivers. But um, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, solo.to slash rum ham is our link center where you, where you can find all the links to listen to us, all our social media pages, the lists of lists, which is every episode of Sunny ranked that we have gone through so far. And, uh, soon coming very soon in April, our merch store will be launched there. So go to solo.to slash rum ham and, uh, Get yourself some fill on Rumham and Wild Cards. Wildcard Crew, listener of the episode, is going to give some shout outs to Calamity J on Twitter and Nick. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce your uh, handle there uh, on Instagram, but we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And a big thank you to everyone who gave us their fan theories for this episode and the last episode. You guys are amazing. It's the whole reason we're doing this podcast is to get the largest fan base of Sunny going as we possibly can and uh, bicker a little bit like the gang does. It's fun. We're like a big, happy sort of family. Uh, so let's get into this, guys. This part two of the Wild Card Crew Favorites uh, fan theories. We're going to talk about some ones that you guys gave us, some ones that are more well-known. And uh, we kind of went off this scale last time. Where uh, we put them in either, what was it, obvious, sort of sunny, or derivative bullshit. As if our grading, grading systems can't get more arbitrary. Yeah. Here we go. My obsessive compulsive uh, doesn't allow me to make a podcast without organizing something. It's oh. either a tier list or putting something on a scale of 1 to 10. I like it. And this I'm much more of a numerical kind of guy, so I'm going to forget the, the scale every time, but... I'll do my best. Hey, you know, well, <laughs> the the point is we're just talking about some fan theories that you may or may not have heard of. Uh, a couple here you definitely will have heard of. So let's let's get into it here. Last episode, guys, we uh, ended on the idea of Charlie being the genius of the gang. And um, I kind of found some evidence of it. Uh, I want to bring up a Reddit post I found here where... They basically, I don't know if I like this explanation, say that, I'll just quote this user, the woofer room uh, on Reddit said, I've come to the conclusion that Charlie only acts this way out of sheer boredom to see his friends act like idiots and again, crazy situations, which Charlie enjoys. 
Uh, it is shown several times that Charlie gets high from huffing glue. Now this is simply a way of coping with the fact he's surrounded by people less intelligent than him. It's to cope with his abuse, but that's besides the point. Uh, Charlie is obsessed with the waitress, is part of his personality. My point is, what if Charlie is the secret genius kept in check with drug abuse and is just so much smarter than everyone else that he manipulates entire episodes just to entertain himself or mock his friends? Well, I don't, oh, God. As I was gonna say, look how many geniuses were addicted to drugs. Like, um, like me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, I agree that. I don't know. Keep going. I, oh, you have some examples or no? I yeah. I know. I want you guys to look at that. No, uh, I don't know. Wasn't like Albert Einstein? Didn't he have some problems? I don't know. I, I mean, m- musically talented and like artistically oh, yeah, talented. Morrison, I know for sure a lot of people. A lot have. of like artistic people. I mean, but Charlie is artistically like um, talented. He's, no, for sure. No, I agree with that. You know, I mean, I think the proof that I'm making this podcast is proof that you don't really need brain cells to make. Uh, something, you know, that sounds oh, half no. decent. Oh, no. But, you just uh, need to have the confidence to say it. You know, welcome basically. back to the roast of Brady. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's that's just one post I've found for it. I was going to say, though, I don't disagree with them completely. I don't agree with their logic and their reasoning and the connections. I wouldn't say that. Like, I think Charlie's smart. I wouldn't go as far to say he's yeah. a genius, but I would yeah. say that he maybe in the beginning is the smartest person in that group. But because of constant drug use and abuse and alcohol and nonstop whatever, he constantly becomes dumb and he becomes less smart and less intelligent, whatever. But he really is intelligent in certain aspects. And for that to shine through, I think, shows like his true potential. Definitely not a genius. Definitely not. Well, we can kind of transition into another one that we got here. One of, uh, I didn't pull the username. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to whoever brought this up. Uh, Charlie. One of the claims they made, well, this is kind of a common one. Charlie got brain damage in the episode $100 Baby when they smash him over the head with uh, the piece of wood Mm. because the next episode is when we see that he's like illiterate for the first time. And as we've seen, he's progressively getting worse. What do you guys think of that? Is that like the definitive point? Mm. I think that could be a definitive point combined with everything else. I didn't look into it that much, but if it's, I mean, if it's obvious enough that someone noticed it, I mean, I wouldn't say that that's not a reason why. I would definitely say it's a factor. Charlie Day did kind of say what you guys just said, where uh, he gets brain damage every episode. Like, if you're paying attention, like, he's 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 constantly screwing himself up. Always, yeah. Yeah. Whether he's huffing pain or whatever. It's part of his charm, though, you know? You know, I want to bring up the term, though, flanderization. I think it's just flanderization in a character where um, all these characters do it you get to a certain point where they got to be exponentially more ridiculous than they were the week before. Mm -hmm. But um, what you're saying, I was going to say flanderization isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think when shows, I'm not saying it's bad. No, I I know. I think for a show like it's always sunny in Philadelphia or a show like maybe South park. I think when you flanderize a character, it, it tends to make it better. Like Randy, Um, you want, you want your, but the last per minute there, you want to be hooked. Yeah. And and like and like, um, you know, in it's always sunny. The part of the charm of the show is the characters get more and more ridiculous, and the, their writers lean into all of their wacky personalities more and more. And that's what makes this show, I think, better than most shows. When other shows, you know, lean into their characters and flanderize them, it gets worse. But it's always sunny; it gets better. So you guys keep using this word flanderize. So in and a, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know what to, it meant. So, so I did look it up and oh. just in case no one else does know. It's like the so exaggeration we, of a character, the exaggeration of a trait. Yeah. 
uh, and you can you, yeah. can you can elaborate further if Wait, you just, think people need to know. But I didn't know what it was in the beginning of this conversation. It's just specifically so. a reference to Flander, I think. From Ned the Flanders Simpsons. from The Simpsons. You want to explain okay. it more, Braden? Well, if you can. I was about to bring up this article yeah. that I I pulled up here um, because this kind of let's talk about some of this Flanderization here because. It can technically, I guess, according to this author, uh, Shauna Murphy, who wrote this article for MTV back in 2015, some of these crazier plots could be excuses as to why Charlie's a genius. So uh, one of the ones oh. she cites is uh, we he knew the best way to get the cat out of the wall. And I did it work though. Thinking about it, that did work. If I'm misremembering the episode. Wasn't his plan that ended up working? You need another cat in the wall? I don't know that I necessarily remember what exactly worked uh-huh. in the end of it all. Now that I think about it, yeah. I don't remember how they actually got the cats out of the yeah. wall. I just remember they kept putting more and Yeah, more. they put another cat, and then Dee's hand was stuck, but she was holding the trap the whole time. And then I don't remember them getting the cats out, to be completely honest. But All right, well, the next one's definitely not a good point. When he actually became a genius, uh, citing flowers for Charlie. Is that the episode where he's not he's, a genius? He's not okay. a genius, yeah. so that's that's a mute point. I uh, would argue and say that people's biggest flaw is his like not understanding of his like the waitress's like hate for him or whatever. But they end up together, so was he a genius from the beginning, or did he just get lucky and it just worked out? Whatever, but like, because that's what the biggest pe- thing that I hear people say is like he's dumb for not realizing what the waitress is trying to portray to him but maybe he does he's just like well i'm gonna keep trying until it works because i know it's gonna work eventually if charlie not acknowledging that a woman isn't into him and him still chasing her is makes him a freaking idiot there are a lot of freaking idiots out there and there are yeah no for sure exactly <laughs> there's a lot of charlie and i think that in and of itself is a world. joke let like not even using their characters, just like a very basic well, black and well, white. I don't know, Carlin because joke. You got to assume half the people in the world are idiots, and then the other half, of, uh, then half of that group is probably dumber. Even dumber as well. than that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even dumber. Well, so you, well, I wonder if like because now, but we're at season thirteen or fourteen of It's Always Sunny, and now I think the waitress and Charlie's relationship is so different than how it began. Now it's it, like Mac coming out, like yeah. But what if what if Charlie has just been Dennis systeming? the waitress the entire time and that's where his true genius lies he does try and demonstrate value yes he does by shoving cat hair down her pipes at one point <laughs> uh does he engage physically yeah i mean that was he just tries. that was just the episode <laughs> but like isn't the waitress now kind of fond of charlie in the later seasons they're together, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he immediately regrets. It. That's what I'm saying. Like they they follow the plot lines we we all want to see. Yeah, that uh, I just like what they're exploring now. I like the yeah. newer seasons, but but maybe my point is maybe Charlie knew what he was doing after all all along. Yeah, that was the point. Is maybe Charlie knew what was going to happen in the end, and he's just like, <laughs> I gotta do what I gotta do on the way to get there. But like, it's gonna I'm work. a genius. And it says. Let me read this That's next point as to why Charlie's yeah. a, Charlie Kelly's a genius. When he figured out a non-pharmaceutical way to cure his insomnia. Let me quote it here. <clears throat> uh, how many insomniacs out there have been looking for years for a non-pharmaceutical cue for their sleep deprivation? Raise his hand reluctantly. Well, search no more because Charlie found the cure for his insomnia and Charlie goes America all over everybody's ass. There's some sort of weird chemical reactions when you combine cat food, beer, and glue. It makes you feel like extremely sick and then you're able to fall asleep. BRB, trying there tonight. First poem with that, the episode that she mentioned is not 
where he does that. No. That's the one where they're like walking a mile in each other's shoes. Yeah. But the point still stands. Is he a genius? He's not. No, he's not. No. no None of not. these reasons that they gave make him a genius. Uh, number five, uh, he owned he's a Domino's. Creative. Domino Biatch. He's, uh, I could. I, I, I want to write this article. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. He... Charlie is for sure. He for sure has creative um, solutions to things. When he that, survived an abortion, yeah, that's <laughs> what a genius. That's pretty, what? He what? dodged death. What a dog! He uncovered a company conspiracy. Well, not only do all those people exist, but they've been asking their mail for weeks. It's, what is this article? He wrote an entire musical by himself. That's who yeah. wrote this article. Uh, what website? It's definitely a joke. The only good point when he manipulated everyone into having sex with their moms. That's the only one. And even then, they point out the plot flaw in that episode that he missed. Yeah, that he messed up. So hilarious article, not proving at all that Charlie Kelly is the genius. I was about to say, I wouldn't go as far as saying a genius, but I will go as far as saying if he didn't do drugs and didn't do whatever huffing pain, all this, then I think he could arguably be the smartest one in the group. Mm-hmm. So, final derivative bullshit. The second uh, lowest one. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm off the rankings already. Fuck. <laughs> You've been ranking them all? Sort of sunny, you mean? I've just been throwing them in a pile. Just No, I said, I, said I, like, I forget the rankings. Like, what's the second lowest one? Not derivative. It's like sort, sort of, of sunny. sunny. Yeah, sort of sunny. Jinx, Jinx you owe me, you owe me a, a podcast. Oh. Um, uh, what, if, what about D? What if I told you guys that D was the secret genius of the group? Uh, good thing the dish of the day isn't here to say no. I got a good, I got a good teardown of why this is. Yeah, he'd definitely say no. Why this is a good uh, theory here. I'm not gonna read the whole thing because this is like 12 paragraphs long. But Kiri Elson five years ago made the argument on on Reddit um, that D assaulted her room uh, I gotta I gotta break this down hold on a second here so uh, season nine episode two gum fever still too hot they bring up D's extensive history of felonious behavior because uh and they mentioned D was institutionalized and she uh, explains that she set her roommate on fire it's saying at the beginning of the series the gang is about around 30 years old so we know that D was three-fourths done with her psychology major in college when she set her roommate on fire in 1997. So since Frank was a millionaire around that time, it would make sense that he was able to put D in an institution instead of being sent to prison. No idea on how long she was actually institutionalized. So when we meet the gang in 2005, D's working as a waitress and taking acting classes while living on her own. Um, she's a bit more level-headed and she's shown to volunteer her time, but you could argue that all the characters weren't baked into their selves yet. Uh, and she's willing to help her friends, you know, uh, get jobs and get help. I think, so what they're saying is what they're basically explaining here is, is she was institutionalized taking medication. And then when she left the institution, went to go working at the bar, she stopped taking her medication. And thus we have what we have now. And I mean, that makes sense to an extent. Wait, but, but you're arguing that she's a genius as well? Okay. I mean, that's How does that stable. make her a genius? I was about to say, I guess it doesn't necessarily make her a genius, but it argues that, like, if she's completely off the wagon and... So the medication they try and give to Psycho Pete, they get through, they're trying to get through D. That's how we know D at one point had medication. So we know D was institutionalized at one point. We know she was medicated at one point, and we know she set her roommate on fire right. in college. Right, but that's what he's saying is, is 
by proving she was medicated and now off the medication, it doesn't make her smarter. It can make her more sane and stable, which in theory can make you more, I guess, sociable and seem smarter. But how does that technically have anything to do with her being a genius? I don't disagree with that. I think she'd be smarter if she was on her medication and living a normal life and living a healthy lifestyle and whatever. I mean, if but if, yeah, okay, I, if I the wording don't. was bad, maybe I shouldn't have led with, let me explain why D is the genius. The The actual theory is that she's the normal one. Of okay, yeah, I would argue that. Oh. That she's the most if, stable if that's what we're arguing, if she was on medication. Sorry, yeah. my wording was bad there. But oh, no, I thought, we okay. were just, I thought we were connecting that to whether or not we were like comparing her to Charlie on whether yeah, the same conversation, but with D. But no, it's just whether or not she's the most sane one. It's not about being a genius anymore, which, yeah, I agree. I, I don't think that argument helps uh, the point that she is sane. I think maybe she's more insane now that I know this. She lit her ruin. Well, she was fire. normal at first. I'm not, not, no one's arguing she's normal now, but she was normal oh. at first. Like the reason that we didn't like the way she was acting in season one, even though it's been fairly consistent, uh, was because she was medicated, is what they're saying. I get that. Yeah. That, yeah. I definitely should have wrote shorthand notes for that. I forgot how much there was on No, that. I mean, but what you're saying too is I, I don't think that a lot that makes her that. crazier by any means. Like, it, well, it depends. If, because the way that it sounds like they explained it is it sound like she got institutionalized and got sent there as a scapegoat and as a bailout just because Frank was rich, which in that case, I don't think the medication was helping in the first place, maybe. So what, if that was a scapegoat, then I don't know. But if she set this bitch on fire and was just like, she needed help and she's crazy, like, you can't react like that. Like, you need to get medicated. You need to be helped. And, like, you need to take medication all the time so you don't have episodes like that. It was then that would make sense. Either that or jail. Yeah, that could have been yeah. why Frank was like, I'll just pay to have right. institutionalized. Yeah. Right, but that's what I'm saying is is it wouldn't come down to money at that point. It's just a court case. Is Are they saying she's insane and needs to be institutionalized, or are they saying that she reacted and, and needs to respond? It could technically be both, but normally in that situation, it comes down to a court case, and it's either they say you're insane and you need to be medicated, which if is the case and she is crazy and does have episodes and is deemed to be crazy, which I think she is, like, when she goes and talks to her therapist, like, her mm -hmm. therapist knows she actually needs help. But, like, she ignores all of that. So, like, I think D actually needs to be medicated or should be medicated, recommended by a professional. So, I don't necessarily think it's a scapegoat, which if maybe they weren't trying to make it seem that way. But that's mm -hmm. what I got out of it. Either way, there's... Way too much evidence, I think, on this one. This person, this explanation, you guys got to go to the show notes here. Check our sources there. This post is amazing. They got eight different episodes that they pulled into the references, and that's just too much evidence for me to ignore. I think this one's canon. I think right. this one's pretty obvious. Yeah, sure. I, I'd say it could be obvious. I think the uh, situation... It's sort of sunny. I was about to say, I think the situation is obvious, but... To argue, like, does that make them normal? Like, what makes someone normal? Or is this just, if this situation's true, then they're automatically normal. If we're talking about what makes someone normal, we're going to be here most another normal hour. In the gang. I mean, that's what the question is, and that was the that was the title, wasn't it? Is D the most normal yeah. in the gang? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean. Or she was normal at first because she was medicated. So, yes, I would agree with that. All right, let's, get to, let's get to one of the main ones here. All right. the, the one everyone knows, uh, the one we haven't really talked about while we're talking about the psyches of the gang. Let's get into it. Is Dennis Reynolds a serial killer? 
or a killer of any sort, what do we think of him? He's a lady killer. Yeah. But literally. Probably literally, though. Probably literally. I think no. I honestly don't think he is at all. Do you think he killed his wife? No. Maureen Ponderosa Reynolds. No, they no. tear that down yeah. right at the end of that episode. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't think they? he's. I don't think he's killed anyone ever. And if he did, it was a one hundred percent like accidental manslaughter or something or I like, involuntary, whatever it's called. But. I like the theory that Brian Lefebvre is Dennis Reynolds' first kill. Like, oh, that's a theory. Interesting. The guy that um, whose life he took over in yeah Minnesota. because Brian Lefebvre was found outside of Patty's, and then Dennis takes his identity as his own, and we know that he's like well at the I, very least a skin obsessed weirdo would Dennis really be stupid enough to leave the body of someone he killed right outside of his bar? Maybe that's part of it being not stupid is that it was too obvious if you it believe wasn't this stupid. one you gotta believe that he's at the very least a murderer to some degree, yeah um, I don't think he killed. Them. I mean, I think that's a funny, cool, interesting theory that maybe he could have been that way, but like. Uh, Tropic Manifesto. There's a YouTube channel that um, did a video called Diagnosing Dennis, also in the show notes. Um, basically goes through every instance of Dennis's mental health and uh, psychotic tendencies through every episode, through every season. Basically what we're doing, but just going over how insane Dennis is. And the conclusion he basically comes to is that Dennis's main issue is narcissism, which fuels his Machiavellianism, uh, and his depression, and his manipulation, and his psychopathy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping I pronounced that right. Our resident psych guy is is gone. But um, um, I... Personally, can I just say this? My favorite episode of um of Dennis when he when he's going crazy is when he's in the or not really in the mental asylum with Sinbad and uh um the guy you from Sinbad's house. Yeah, who is <laughs> the other, testicles? Yeah, who is the other guy that he was in there with? Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas. Matchbox Twenty. Yeah. <laughs> God, I never listened to Matchbox Twenty. I don't know much about it, but Sinbad, I like. Well, he's I funny. believe the world is burning to the ground. Oh well, I guess we're gonna find out. Let's see how far we've come. I I think that Dennis. Um, <laughs> I really hope that's up. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but uh, I think that this is kind of obvious that they want you to think that of him. Uh, I don't know. What's the evidence? I mean, the he has the the tools in the back of his car. My tools, my tools. Well, I mean, that could imply an entirely different thing that's wrong with him. Yeah. He is just, I mean, at the very least, he's also definitely probably a, like sexually deprived maniac. Like deprived or depraved? Depraved. Sorry, not deprived. Not, he's not. I, was say, I don't think he's deprived. I don't but. think he's. No. Um. Uh, I don't know. That's. It's a rough one. You could just you could go on forever back and forth arguing whether or not, but it's probably just going to be one of those things they don't confirm. Like how we were talking about last episode. There's just some things that they need to keep going to keep the watchability it would be funny because like, it would be funny at the end of the show when they're like dennis you were a serial killer and dennis was like yeah i've been a serial killer the entire time and they're all cool with it because they're like oh i kind of knew i knew the entire time and mac they're all trying to compete with each other of who really knew the entire time i think that would be a, a good episode you know what i'm talking about it's like oh i mean I that dennis would be kind of funny killer. i just i would 
I just one hundred percent think is there's nothing. There's no obviously no. Like, I like that idea and that would be funny, but yeah, I wouldn't support it just because there's I I wouldn't believe that it's like Frank killer. and Charlie's relationship. I don't like, want to know. Never I just wouldn't confirm. believe. I just, well, I guess I don't think it's true. Well, like whether or not they confirm, like I don't think he's he we, kills anybody ever. Like, I don't think that's him at all. We didn't know if they were gonna confirm Mac being gay. But oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that they were gonna confirm it, but it was obvious that he but was they, gay. Like and he knew, or at least by. And they've all but confirmed <laughs> that. Um, that uh, they joked about that way more though. Yeah, I would have joked about it, but they also they would have knew, like taken Mac out of the closet before. Uh, they confirmed Dennis being. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. Like I, I've, I, I don't. How do you I keep knew. the show going after that? Like. I mean that to me that's like there's more seasons. I, if they if they came out and said Dennis is a serial killer, it's Dennis a totally is not, different show. Then to me, it's not at all. Like, like like I said, I don't think Dennis is a serial killer at all. Like that's not the vibe I get from him. He's a yeah. creepy, weird, fucking it would sexual the deviant show. for sure. But I don't. To me, it wouldn't. Yeah. It would mean nothing. And they've all but if they came out and just flat out said whether or not he killed people, it would not change my view on the show whatsoever. Uh, it would it would change the show a little bit. I think it would to be a you it would deal. <laughs> I mean to. You guys it and would, but I, I just want to say it doesn't. So maybe there's more people like that. Like Dexter, kind of. Yeah. But maybe. you know, I don't know. People draw those parallels yeah. between those shows all the time. Sorry, I, what were you saying? I just want to say that they've all but confirmed pretty much that D is a bird. So now that's confirmed. Yeah. Oh yeah, confirmed. D is absolutely a bird. Yeah, that's, like, that's visual evidence. You can see that. Yeah. All right. What What about this fan theory for you guys? The gang is just. Uh, Frank Reynolds' pets. They're all animals except for Frank. This one's from seven years ago. What I don't is, got the author on it. What is it? Animal Farm Patty's Pub? Animal Farm Patty's Pub. Uh, I'll, I'll just read this one real quick here. So Frank experienced a midlife crisis. To combat this, he donated a lot of money to an animal cruelty group. After doing so, he felt very good, so he adopted four pets. A cat named Dennis, a bird named Dee, and a <laughs> dog named Max. Sorry, a bird named Sweet Dee. I hope you're listening, Dish of the Day. And a rat named Charlie. The explanation for Dennis is that he's very full of himself. He enjoys the leisures in life. He marries a girl who has, a f- who has fish breath, and he lives with Mac because he is his protector. The explanation for Sweet D is that she loves the limelight, squawks a lot, is even shown as a bird, and is constantly told she looks like a bird. The explanation for Mac is that he prides himself in being the sheriff of the pub. He loves to attack things. In season six, episode 11, he screams squirrel while driving through the forest and therefore has a keen sense of critters, has a unique cat-loving relationship with Dennis who loves to bang things, grew up with a dog, and cares for her greatly. Lost me at the end there, but uh, what kind of um, what kind of dog is Mac? Speaking of dog, uh-huh. our podcast mascot Tangerine just pulled up next to me. Tangy, uh, sorry. What kind of dog do you think Mac would be? Oh, golden retriever for sure. Okay, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the fucking the yes man, like just kind of show up yeah. and just do whatever you say, and just you try say? to yeah. please you yeah. type shit. Like, we go fetch, we yeah. fetch. Yeah, let's go. Like if you if he went to go hurt you, you just wouldn't believe him. You'd just give him ear scratches, and he'd be your buddy. Yeah, Aww. that too. Yeah, you'd just be on your. Overall, though, I, back to this before we get too sidetracked, I'm yeah. just gonna go ahead and say derivative bullshit. Okay, derivative <laughs> bullshit. definitely derivative bullshit. God, we can't even get to Charlie. You don't oh, hear? Sorry. sorry, I do. Maybe I like this will blow the lid I, off. I think it. they're cool, interesting. Like, I want to hear it. Analogies or whatever, like comparisons to these animals. Like I see these characteristics by explaining them as animals, but like. So- <laughs> explanation for Charlie is that he loves cheese, 
Cats constantly try to get into his apartment. He loves the trash, loves raccoon meat, bites Santa Claus in the neck out of anger, and all of season six, episode 10. So there you have it. It's always oh, saying no. Philadelphia is about a man and his four pets. That didn't blow the lid off it for you there, Charlie? is for no, I, sure I think it's funny, but like that's what I'm saying. Is like I, I see their comparisons why like they could each be an animal. He's the rat like, king. How does, yes, how does like, that's the top comment. He isn't just a rat. He's a king of the rats. Yeah. Right, but how does best I'm saying is how do we even get to the point of Frank being there? Like, there's no, there's not even a yeah midlife of, crisis. Remember, he grew up in a in the same asylum or sorry, we don't see, uh, in a in um in an institution. What do they call it? Well, anyway, he was no, crazy. No, he did good. Yeah, <laughs> he was PC fucked up. Police. No, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what evidence to call. There's just to me. There's no. <laughs> I don't think it's been called an insane asylum since like the 19th century. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> I think there's more institutions, but yeah, yeah, exactly. I just. I don't. Think he's crazy. He, I. I think part of the theory was that he had a midlife crisis. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, mind broke for it there to be for that to be a good theory. Like a lot of these other theories, like they have, like the one person pulled evidence from eight episodes. Where's the hint of evidence that? Yeah, but all those all those things that they pulled, all the proof they pulled was. Not good evidence that they pulled. There was a there was a uh, few really good I things. Didn't in a, a, I didn't read it. I didn't read it full. Like, but if I read, I shouldn't this say full. good, but interesting and like it made sense. Like I could see what made them actually, get there. But this is literally. Just I love made this up. fan theory. I love this fan theory. All right, well, you can go fuck yourself. I I, I I don't think it's I, I think it's obviously like in terms of like is it actually real? Yeah, no, it's derivative bullshit. It's not real. But I think like it's the most creative one that I've heard so far, and I think it's my favorite. I think it's theory. funny, but it's bullshit. Yeah, no it's, shit, but it's like... <laughs> I mean, it's but for I sure love, funny, it's creative. but... I love how they, 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 they paired an animal to each of the characters, except, except for... And, and Look, Frank would be the warthog. We can't make him not enjoy it. Yeah, and Frank... There's no I, talking no, this there's man. Frank would be I the just, warthog. The, the point of the conversation was to discuss the fan theories, not whether or not they make good metaphors between the characters <laughs> and animals. Like, Fuck I get it. that. I admitted they made Fuck good it. connections, no, but no. that's not the point of it. That was The point of it is whether or not this could be a true theory and could actually happen. Fuck and you guys can't. both said derivative it bullshit, can't. so stop fucking arguing Fuck with it. me. So let's go on to one. <laughs> let's go on to one that's not derivative. Then let's. I think this one is quite possible. Charlie's apartment is nicer than it seems, mm. with at least one bedroom, one bathroom, and one closet in it. Proof? Where? Look at his apartment. There, there's one door that's for sure a closet, and then two more doors that we have never seen open. Actually, it's cracked because the they're first, blocked. First by I wouldn't be surprised that I'm assuming there's a bedroom. In there, like I'm assuming it's a one. There's got to be a bedroom. I've never heard of a zero bedroom apartment. Studio, Stu a studio. I guess yeah, but it's but a bit like, bigger than that. Is, I was about to say his isn't like shaped to where like even in a studio you have like your technical bed space. He doesn't have a. They never see his kitchen, so one of those rooms has to be a kitchen. There has to be a kitchenette somewhere. You can't just you can't move into a place with an induction stuff. I don't know. Maybe apartments in Philadelphia are cheaper than I th or sorry shittier than I think. Not just cheaper, but like. You just overall maybe you got to bring your own induction. Maybe, um, I mean, there's no, there's definitely apartments that you like. You have to have like your your own stove, your own whatever, your own appliances. So they just didn't bring appliances. I'm sure there's a plug-in for it or whatever you need. Like you were saying, I'm just sure they he didn't bring it. So then the where's kitchen, the counter space? Where's the counter space? The Donnie? counter space? I don't know about that. But where's the kitchen island? I mean, in that apartment, I'm sure they don't have islands and kitchen space. But I think that um the the conclusion to whatever reason to, to whatever reason we don't see the rest of his apartment i don't think we can contribute it to the fact that it's much bigger than we think it is i think we can contribute contribute it to the fact that charlie is a drug addict 
What does it have to do with and what's he is in severe, the rooms we can't see? He, he just keeps his room, his apartment full of trash, and he can't get to the other room. It's all oh, fucked okay. up. It could be it's a all, hoarder. Hoarder, maybe. Yeah, I know that him and Frank have some hoarders. Okay, stuff. But Charlie's not a stable human being. I don't think I don't think the the correct solution is oh he's actually doing much better than we thought. I think the solution is he's doing much worse than we thought. I mean, I'm not discussing what he's doing. I mean, I'm we just were saying, just talking about. I, yeah, I'm just trying to picture he, when I think of seeing them in their apartment. Yeah, where yeah. were the doors? Where were they located? Would it make sense that there's a it's room all blocked in by there trash? And, we see it being blocked by. Don't we see it being blocked by like trash? I mean, not if you have to ask. You shouldn't be that confident. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. I like, don't remember. That's it's what I'm saying. I don't by like junk and stuff. Junk, yeah, it's cracked in a few episodes. It is an know. open door in some episodes. Okay, yeah, so I've never even noticed but it's that. It's never like outright open to the point where we can see inside. Right. Of it. So that's but what, that's what I'm, I'm going is, off of. Where I, is it in the room? Like in the like. No. So so there's okay. a closet right when you they walk in. If if they're walking in and. It's to the left if we're watching the show, but right. when they walk in, it's to the right. I mean, I didn't mean. But it. that's not what I'm talking about. I I always thought there was another door on the alongside the wall across from the bed. All right, listen here, assholes. We're gonna go full Matt Pat game theory on. Oh this. yeah, we are doing a full freaking deep dive. Look, we're gonna go into it's the a sunny. We're gonna theory. get. It's a sunny theory. We're gonna get the hallway of Charlie's apartment right. Get we need the red distance string. from door to door. So that way we know there's at yeah. least a minimum amount of space between each apartment. Next, we need to figure out the square footage of the room that we can see in Charlie's apartment. Without even being super dramatic about it, you need to do basically what you're saying in and all next, seriousness. I, I'm sure someone will. I'm not going to do the work. I mean, we I'm can sure do what will. you're saying in a very basic level. That's what I was trying to say is based on where the room is laid out, is there enough room for it to be a whole room or was it based on... And I think yes. And okay, I would then, love I, to see agree, that episode. Yeah. Yeah. I would freaking love to see Charlie Charlie and Frank uh, either move out or Charlie and Frank find their bedroom or something like yeah. that. Where we just find out what's also, in the rest of Also, it depends how many apartment. separate doors are. If there's like literally two or three separate rooms... I doubt they have two closets and a bathroom. I want to say there's could be. I want to say there's three doors. So and one of them's for sure a closet. A closet, a bathroom. What if Huang bedroom? What if Huang tricked them and didn't tell Charlie that he has a whole other half of an apartment and he and Huang just like made a new door there and like is renting out the other half of Charlie's apartment to another tenant. I don't know. Like what if I think that's derivative bullshit. Yeah. First sorry. <laughs> no, that's the only ranking I remember. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of pulled it out. <laughs> the craziest, I was just being creative. I, I mean, I think it'd be funny, but I just yeah. I don't think it would be, yeah. I saw this. I'm I hate that I have to say this. I saw this TikTok. Oh god. Craziest freaking thing. This person, I think she's living in New York. Let's say she was living in Philadelphia, because I can't confirm it. So Philadelphia for funsies. She notices she's like, There's a draft in my oh, apartment. Oh, I saw that, yeah. She's like, There's a draft in my apartment. So she's like Plugging up all the like seals in her apartment, turning off the AC and whatnot, like really trying to find where this draft is. And she notices it's in her bathroom. And she finds out there's a draft coming from behind the mirror. So she takes her mirror off and there's just a hole to another, a whole nother room and like a hallway. It's like a whole apartment. And she goes in and it's a whole apartment, just an abandoned apartment or I don't know, construction yeah. or whatever. But she's like, there's just a whole other apartment. I had a hole 
to just another apartment. And I, I looked at the comments. Um, someone linked, I guess there was like a murderer yep. back in the day who would sneak through windows oh. or holes in people's apartments Fuck. like that. Like that was common practice. Is that derivative bullshit, Donnie? No, that's a, <laughs> that's a fact. That's a that true is, fucking story. That's that is happening. scary. Straight sunny. I don't, and I don't, just to yeah. say that it's 100% fact, I no know it only happened once. Wall. Yeah, no. no cats. But I was about to say, I don't know if no. it was like, Known that they did that, but there was like one specific instance that they the lady got murdered by someone breaking in through their horrifying. Check mirror. your windows. Oh, check your mirrors, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Just check your mirrors for yeah. what's on the other side of them. Um, sorry. Uh, I got one here that brings in another television show that takes place Ooh. in Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's the dish of the day and everyone's favorite yeah. TV show, The Office. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to start by saying I think this one's bullshit, but let's talk about it. Um, there's an argument that's always something takes place in the same universe as The Office, uh, possibly later after Dunder Mifflin closes down because uh, the bus stop that is used for, um, which episode is it? Uh, season 14, episode one, uh, the Greyhound bus stop is the building for Dunder Mifflin, which I enjoyed as a Sunny fan. Um, but having said that, Scranton in real life is two hours away from Philadelphia. And the one thing that everyone cites is the potato chip brand that is eaten in both shows. Okay, uh, Let's Potato Chips, a parody of Lay's. Oh, really? Shout out to Sunny Footy, our boy up north. I didn't notice that. Um, that's cool. Yeah, why not? I mean, I think that that's, again, derivative bullshit. Yeah. But absolutely <laughs> fun. Um, and why not? I mean, there's nothing against it being a thing. For, why not? They're all ridiculous people in both shows. For the record, I was going to purchase us a bag of Let's Potato Chips to eat on air, but they cost $40 a bag. So yeah. I'm not doing that. Interesting. Can I... Have you guys ever seen like those pictures or those like listicles or whatever where it's like the most famous show from every state or that takes place in every state mm -hmm. i've seen stuff similar and I, I always i always go to like whenever i see that I go, I go i go to pennsylvania and i see all right what's it is it office or it's always sunny and sometimes it's office and sometimes it's always sunny and i just would like to take the moment right here to say that it's always sunny in philadelphia is the uh the quintessential pennsylvania show if we're going over, off of over capitals, office. if we're going off capitals, it's yes. not the capital. Harrisburg is the capital. Oh, that's embarrassing. Nice. Yeah. He said, "Oh, that's embarrassing." Um, <laughs> uh, my point is, is because in it's always sunny. They're 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 very much in in depth in 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 the culture of of Pennsylvania and Philadelphia in general. The sports teams, the culture of it all. They're, the they're, Office did a really good job. Not to not to turn this into another Office podcast, but. Uh, they did a really good job, if you're not familiar with the show, of incorporating the local culture. Like, the vending machines are stocked with locally produced snacks. Cool. There's stickers for local radio stations around the office. Like, cool. the takeout menus are all local restaurants and stuff. So I appreciate that. They're both really good shows, and, you know, it's it, the office just isn't your thing. That's whatever. But, um, yeah. I so think... The Let's Potato Chips theory is, is BS. If you watch Orange is the New Black, Community, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, maybe, you've, you've seen it. Maybe seen all it. of these shows are fictional. Maybe they're all in the same universe. Yeah. I was going to say, I, they're, they're real. So Don't real you quick, ruin this sorry. for me. I'm so sorry, real Greg. quick, grasping my head around like the whole idea of like shows and universe. Growing up, I always thought it was either the real universe, like they picture it in real life, or they do made up things. Like when you say, like, oh, instead of Cheetos, they have... 
chatos or just like they like they mimic things to like you know exactly what you're talking about i don't know a good example Sorry. or like cheesy that's poops good. or like whatever yeah, yeah. like dumb things where like they mimic it so we're like it's the exact same thing but it's like a made-up parallel universe copy Do you know what so like Did always sunny to me and i said this before and like i don't think everyone understood what i was trying to say is to me always sunny takes place in the real universe like they take I real world exactly like in the office the could super too. bowl and i don't that's, know about i don't watch other shows that's why but, i half like this one is the thing i've always liked about the office over the other mike sure shows like park and wreck is that these characters are much they're not as cartoonish like they're much more real so yeah. yes going off your point there donnie i like this because both these shows could take place in the real life we know ass groups of assholes in real life we know you know boring office jobs in real life mm. right i just yeah. think that it's easy to say like if a show takes place in the quote-unquote real universe there's probably a ton of connections you can make between all of those types of shows because they're all related to the real world. You could find connections in all different sorts of ways. Oh, you absolutely could. So, like, to me, there's only two different universes. And then I'm sure, like, obviously, like, yeah. maybe people, like, build it. Like, they create a show and they're, like, purposely, like, all right, this event would take place in only this show. Like, if someone created, like, a spinoff to, like, South Park and made certain things happen in South Park's universe, they'd use, like, cheesy poofs and, like, specific Let's. things that only exist in South Park's universe that don't exist ah, in the real world. Piss. But yeah, I've yeah. always wanted to try some cheesy poofs, Cartman. Yeah. So, like, yeah, to me, there's only two universes. Either it's I know in the real mean. world or it's a made-up world. So, so, I don't know. So, what did you say? Derivative? Obvious? Not uh, sort of sunny? I mean, I mean it's I, technically derivative, but I could, I would probably, I guess, say sort of sunny because you could always connect the real life. Yeah, if you tried shows, hard enough, you could probably connect this show to, I don't know, Community too, if you wanted to. Yeah. I don't know where Green, where is think, Greendale located, but, like, I don't know. Say one of the members of the gang went to Greendale for a semester. Boom, connected. Yeah, they yeah. eat let's potato chips as well. Boom, connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but there's I, no mutual writers or producers. I looked at both of these yeah. shows. Nothing. Uh, if it wasn't for the Pennsylvania connection, I don't think this would even be here. But people do take this a step further, and uh, in the office, there's a reference to uh, the Scranton Strangler. It was this murderer that eventually gets caught in one knot. It's a long explanation. But there's a theory that Dennis is the Scranton Strangler. I liked that one. But that's that's all. It, that sounds interesting. Back to cool. Dennis being a murderer. Is there any like somewhat evidence there's, to that? Other there's than, nothing. It's okay. all derivative. Yeah. There's no way these that's shows the are connected. That's the most derivative thing I've seen. I've that's heard. the one that like yeah, is no, the most no. derivative. In this, in, this, um, in this particular theory. Yeah. I mean, that's taking it like one step further down the crazy train. I just still would rather have bad evidence than no evidence like with when someone makes a theory and then it's just like i just think this is a possibility like how like why how like charlie like, likes cheese he's a rat yeah like, like a lot of people i love yeah. cheese and i'm not a fucking rat hey hey like cheese you is know literally maybe my you food. are you bastard maybe i am a you guys rat, ever hear those yeah. like, statistics <laughs> about like new york city where they're like there's like there's 50 rats per human being and it's like why why do we need to know this <laughs> if the rats why? wanted to take <laughs> yeah, over they, yeah <laughs> If the rats wanted to take over, I think they want to. They if could. They, had the they just don't know how to. Yeah. <laughs> nah. yeah. Fucking rat brains. I'm just kidding. I think they're actually pretty smart. Yeah. Next time, be born as the apex predator. You bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Woo woo. Apex predators. That's All nice. right. Let's do one more and wrap it up, you guys. <laughs> uh, very tip top of the list here. Uh, D is secretly in love with Charlie. Mm. Uh, the evidence that I got here is. Um, they apparently have this like strong bond against the rest of the gang. It was the one that uh, 
uh, article I looked, they noted um, they they hooked up once. Uh, D was, I guess, the only one who technically cared about Charlie's cancer diagnosis. But as we discuss, discussed his, in our episode review, she didn't. It wasn't genuine. She cared about his possible um, molestation. She cared about that too, but, but only in in her benefit. Remember, make, yeah, yeah. She tells Dennis yeah. Charlie's uh, <laughs> uh, manipulating me to have sex with him. Yeah, that's. I I don't think, I don't know. So Charlie Day really shot this one down. They asked him about it on a talk show, and he was like, "Like you can you can look into these things all you want, but that's well, there you go. I mean, a creator writer said it. This is the first theory where you have like a yeah. All the other ones that Charlie Day and and Dennis commented on, they basically yeah. gave the same response that was like, "Oh, that's creative." Yeah, but nothing else. Yeah. This is the only one where Charlie was like. Nah, come on, come on. We're better than this. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's pretty yeah. dumb. Yeah. I don't. Like- I mean, I don't think it's. It's one of those where like I don't think it was a written like hidden thing, but like I wouldn't be surprised to see their characters be together in the end of it all. Like no. if, if to somehow connect them, like it would make sense. Like they do connect randomly and in certain situations. Like I don't think they are secretly in love. I don't want to put it that way by any means, or in a secret relationship, but like. Yeah, I think they. I think yeah. if they had to get married to someone in the gang, I think that's who would be together. Like, I don't think D would marry. Obviously, she would marry Dennis, but I don't think she would marry Mag. I don't think she would want to be with Mag. I think like, she I would think marry she, Dennis if they had to. For I some could scheme. never see D. And no, but that's what I'm saying. Even if no, but even if Dennis and them were not related, if just as a person, like I don't think D likes that manipulative, like against women type bullshit. Like Charlie's a genuine person. Like he really is. He's weird and whatever. But oh like, no, she loves that stuff. Uh, that's what uh, I'm saying. I think so out of the three of them, fat and genuine, she but loves not it. genius. Yeah, no. no, for sure. But yeah, like I said, I, out of the three of them, I 100 say that she would be with him. I don't know that that says much, but I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I just don't think that. I think that pairing members of the gang up like this turn, starts to turn it into friends, and then you get into just. It just becomes at risk I mean, from yeah, being another be like one a, of those shows. I mean, which is why they've never done it, but that's not to say that like to it bring wouldn't up, happen. Yeah, but to bring up like Charlie getting with the waitress finally again, like they even gave us what we wanted to see eventually, and Charlie immediately regrets it. Like that in its way is just so freaking great and was, I think, what makes the show different from others because. Like, see, as someone who likes, is I like, liked Superstore, and they finally got two of those characters together. And they did. They did nothing with it. This see, show at me, least did yeah. something. See, with but it. to me, I'm the opposite. Like that, the fact that they're finally together. Like I was actually cool with them. Like starting that new thing of them being together, and then the fact that it was instantly just like washed away. Like to me, that was I didn't like that. I was the opposite. Like I'd rather them just be together and like be cool. And she just almost is part of the gang now. And that's like they're like did not, they, not did they new end storyline, but they didn't end it. They but didn't like, end the storyline though, did they? Cause I remember no. the immediate regret. I liked the immediate regret that he felt, but I, I don't know. Did they end that? I story don't think like? they officially ended it, but like you said, Charlie's already like pulling back and not like all for this relationship. Like to me, th- maybe he'll I, find a new person. No, for sure. For sure. But I just, like I said to me, like knowing the outside fact that like they're married in real life and now they're like, they have this super successful show. Like, She's finally going to step up and be an actor and, like, be a main part of the show now. Like, I, I just thought that maybe that was the next step. And it still might be. But who knows what the next step might yeah. be. That's the best part of all these theories. Once again, like, it's this show has been going on for damn near 
two decades, basically. So there's so much more to go. They've yeah. said they'll go forever. Who knows how this show's going to end? Who knows what has in store for us? Tell us what you guys think. What, how do you think the show's going to end? What do you think of these fan theories? Let us know on Twitter, Instagram, or subreddit. Uh, we respond to messages on there. I know the subreddit's not as active as it should be, but shoot us a DM. Let us know what you think. We'll send you an Ongo Gal Blogan sticker. Maybe you'll get a little shout out on the podcast. And uh, yeah, be sure to go to solo.to slash rumham to find all the links to listen to us, all our social medias, at Always Sunny Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and, and way more. We got a lot coming up for you guys. Very excited about this, finishing up this season three here, and we got some massive things planned for season four. You are not going to want to miss this. So be sure to hit that follow button wherever you're listening right now. Hit subscribe so you get notified when new episodes of Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards come out. And we will see you guys very shortly for another episode review. Yes. Rumham and Wild Cards is produced, directed, and edited by me, Braden Plegenpool. Donnie Crunkleton is our associate producer. This episode was written and hosted by Braden Plegenpool, Donnie Crunkleton, Adam Rothport, 